Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend this hour with us. So I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and empower people, especially adults, to own their voice that come in so many different forms. So this space was created to talk with people with all different jobs, hobbies, and interests, and have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. One, how do you define creativity? Two, how do you incorporate it into your life? And three, why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to talk to musicians, Reiki masters, mediums, doctor, lawyer, real estate agents, and so many more. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as their soul's essence, courage, imagination, basically all that we are and wanna be. So sharing these stories expands one's thinking and opens up self-expression to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Talia Dashow. She coaches people on ending procrastination and on using creativity as a means to grow. She has been coaching since 2001, using creativity to help people learn, heal, and love themselves. Talia has earned a BA in English at UC Berkeley and has a certificate as a mediator and a certificate to facilitate Lego serious play. Talia, welcome to the space. Hi, can you hear me? I can. Hello. Yay! <laughs> Celebration. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. And I apologize for the um, technical glitch there. No worries. There is a whole beauty in editing. So, <laughs> so not to worry. We are live, but editing is always possible. So I am so, so, so glad you're here. So I just read the smallest tidbit about you. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Absolutely. Um, I have always uh, made stuff. I've always been creative. It's always just part of my makeup. Um, but I've also always procrastinated. <laughs> it's also <laughs> been part of my makeup. And um, I really re I remember when I was in college, I would uh, put off cleaning my apartment until uh, something worse came along. So when I was supposed to be <laughs> studying for finals, I finally got a clean apartment. So. <laughs> yep, totally understand that. <laughs> yeah. So um, a lot of the things that I coach on now around uh, procrastination, I had to learn because uh, I did it too. And I still do it. And I still use these tools all the time. Um, so, but it, it's always, it's been sort of a, an uncovering and unfolding and developing around the, the tools that I use around procrastination, around the ways that creativity ties into that, um, all, all the things. Yeah. We're, we're a work in progress, right? We Absolutely. <laughs> and we are our own best client. Yeah. 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 I, I had to learn this stuff. The hard way so now I'm trying to teach it to people who so they can learn it a slightly easier way exactly that's why we do what we do absolutely yeah every time I walk into my daughter's room she goes get out, <laughs> get out. <laughs> because 
I'm not the neatest person, but uh -huh. I'll just be like, oh my God, seriously? And she's like, just get out. If you have nothing nice to say, I did not ask you in here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. This and, is my space. You can control the stuff out there. This is my space. Yes. And that's exactly the word control. And then she will. It's that whole thing of you can't push somebody to do something until they want to do it. So she'll look at me and say, I am going to clean it. And just like you said, when something else presents is when you start to do that. So um, she'll look at me and she'll say, okay, I'm going to clean it. Okay. I'm like, okay. And it's not always a thing that it has to be worse. It just has to be something that's motivating. Yes. So yeah. it could be, you know, my kid will clean their room when they can't find the Lego pieces that they really, really want to use. Right. <laughs> that is motivating. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. <laughs> and, you know, I also don't do things in other people's time frames, and it drives my husband nuts. But, you know, he will, he'll ask me to do a thing, and I'll be like, yes, I'll do it. But it doesn't get done today because I, my energy level is, you know, I'm, I'm maxed out. <laughs> I mm -hmm. can't put another thing on my plate today. It's just not going to happen right now. But maybe tomorrow there will be space in, in my energy schedule. And if there isn't, it'll be the day after. Like, I, I trust myself that it'll get done. Uh, but he doesn't always trust that it'll get done. <laughs> but you know and what? I, I Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I was just going to say there was a time I didn't trust myself that it would get done. So that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a, one of those places where there's been progress. Mm. I just think it's really important that you said space in the energy schedule and it's in the communication of it, I think, is when there is that communication, like you just said, that it doesn't necessarily happen within the time frame of others. But when you communicate and say, I don't have the energy space for that, it is not going to happen today. Mm hmm. It might happen tomorrow or it might happen the day after, <laughs> but just know, so there's no argument over it, that it's definitely not happening today. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I know that, it's good to be able to communicate. And sometimes I don't know, but uh, yeah, communication definitely helps. Yeah. Well, okay. So before we dive in, we're going to do our would you rather question. Okay. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather wear stilettos to sleep or slippers everywhere you go? Oh my God, slippers everywhere I go. <laughs> I knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> I didn't even know you and I knew that was going to be your answer. Oh, I can't wear stilettos anywhere. I mean, so I, I injured my feet a little while ago. Uh, I used to dance a lot on concrete and then I got plantar fasciitis. So... Mm. Uh, I'm always, and I have really, really wide feet as well, as well as needing like constant arch support and cushiony support under my feet. So I actually, I, I wouldn't use most slippers because there's not enough support in them, but as long as there's some cushioning, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is plantar flashy, whatever you just said, which I yeah. can't say, <laughs> is that flat feet? No, it's an inflammation of the tendon that runs along the bottom of the foot and goes up the back of the leg, and it uh, usually manifests as heel pain. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have that, not that everybody needs to know this, but I will share. I don't even remember what it's called. It's like this big bulb on the back of my foot, which it's a bone that it, it grows out, and it's there's a lot of pain 
um, huh. especially on my right foot. Um, and I thought it was plantar flesh, whatever that it is. Fasciatus. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> it's the inflammation of the fascia, which is the mm-hmm. connective tissue, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. I have bunions on both of my feet, which is the bone sticking out uh, by the big toe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So let's, we'll kind of cut away from this, everybody. Okay. So, <laughs> so not that we need to not hear about, about our feet necessarily, but, but could you ever wear, while we're on this for a short second, could you ever wear heels? I could never wear, I tried and I've done little heels, but I can't, I can't walk in them. I can do short heels and I can do chunky heels, but I can't do stilettos. Yeah. I was always very impressed by people who could. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a lot of balance. Lots of balance. I like sit there in awe. I'm like, wow, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> so anybody listening, if you enjoy heels, let us know if you're good at walking in them. <laughs> I so. think about stilettos as the kind of shoe that you wear when you're sitting down, not the kind of shoe that you wear when you're walking around. <laughs> right. It's like a show off kind of thing. Like, right. Whoa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that some people dance in them and everything, like, wow. Yeah, very impressive. Very impressive world. Okay. So here we go. So thank you for that. So officially, let's get into how do you define creativity? You know, this was the toughest question of the three for me. Mm. <laughs> it is really hard for me to define creativity okay. because I feel like it's so many different things and it can be different things for different people or different things at different times. Mm-hmm. In a way, I feel like it's easier to say what it isn't. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's different because it does. It could change. It changes every day in moments. So yeah, yeah, go for it. Let's hear. So I feel like it's not a bolt from the blue. A lot of people feel like they're either creative or they're not. And only people who get struck by the creative lightning are creative people. And I don't see creativity that way at all. Um, A lot of creativity for me is connecting lots of dots in new and interesting ways. Um, looking for all the dots is part of my creative activity Mm -hmm. Um, and thinking about different ways of putting them all together. Uh, Making things is creative. Like I'm, I'm crocheting a sweater right now and I have to say that it's not a very um, unique process to do each row the same (laughs) as the last so that it's consistent and it looks good as a sweater. But there's also something creative about making the thing, even mm-hmm. if it's not a creative, the, the individual stitches aren't uh, unique and original. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it, I'm creating a thing and that is creative as well. Uh, but the parts that I enjoy the most are the parts where I have to figure out how it works. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. How am I going to get the arm to fit onto the body? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and I have to be a little creative, like thinking a, ri- a little original, a little problem solving. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. And I love, I like how you started off by saying what it's not. Because a lot of times when it's kind of like, hmm, what is that? Then you can start with the things that you know that it's not in order to create the things that it is. Mm-hmm. So um, I like how you said, you know, it's not a bolt that you're not like struck by the like creative lightning of, <laughs> of, I think that was a pretty cool way to say it. And like the, the dots that there's lots of dots and connecting them. It, yeah. it, there is so much problem solving and there are so many aspects to it. Mm-hmm. And different people are creative in different ways. 
Yes. I, I know there are people who are creative in the kitchen and they can whip up a meal. It really tastes good with the ingredients they have on hand. And when I do that, it is not tasty. <laughs> that is not my genius. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But it is for some people. Um, I really like working with my hands, but not with cooking. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like manipulating things in three dimensions and making um like oh here's a zipper i'm going to turn it into a flower and make it into a pin and you know that kind like i really enjoy uh working in in uh the tactile feel of working in in three dimensions and working in with stuff Mm -hmm. and i also like the ability to take put two things next to each other and go yes they go together no they don't and put you know, go find another thing and put it next to it. And does this go? Nope. Does this go? Oh, that looks interesting. Yeah. Because again, like you said, it's the problem solving aspect of things. And I really like how you said that, like with crochet, that it might not be a unique process that you're creating these stitches, that um, it's part of the process, but you're making something Mm -hmm. and it ends up being, and to me, I define creativity as an expression. Um, but I also defined it as basically taking something from there's nothing to something. So here you've created this idea, this object, this, this experience, and there's, it's all part of the process in order for it to come to life and whatever Mm -hmm. that means for that thing. Exactly. Comes to life comes to life so it's that it's that three dimensions when you say to manipulate into three dimensions and to take things and say all oh, these things work these things together these things don't work together but oh maybe I can make them work together if I add something else into the mix mm-hmm. it's like that's when the synapses in my brain are like ping-ponging like connecting the dots it's like boo boo it's like just a pinball machine in there yeah <laughs> you know? And that, yeah, it, it lights me up too. It, it's like that. It's exciting and it's fun, and that's part of what I feel like. Good, like creativity. It, a lot of creativity feels like play. Mm. It's a chance to like, ooh, what happens if I try this? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, tell us more about your journey. Um, tell us about because there's so much um, that I kind of have little notes here, but. Um, let me see, which, where do we want to start? <laughs> Let's say, what have you been, what were you doing 10 years ago? <laughs> where were you in your life 10 years ago? Hmm. Let's Generally. See. Um, I was trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was about when I got trained in, uh, no, I think it was just before I got trained in Lego serious play. Uh, I had been, I was taking a course uh, around 10 years ago with some people to try to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. And they said that chances are there's already something that I do that I do as automatically as breathing. So I don't value it because I'm not working hard at it, but nobody else does it the way I do it. So if I can find a way to do that in the world, that's really bringing my gift to the world in a way that nobody else can do. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. What do I do? What is it that I bring? I can't see it. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Tell me, Yoda, tell me. <laughs> so they had some exercises to do with me. And I sort of, over time, what sort of clarified was that I'm always bringing play, creativity, and community building to everything that I'm doing. 
all my favorite experiences inv involved those things. And I just like automatically, I, I was working at a, at a uh, computer software company and there, the people in marketing were like, okay, we need some slogans. I'm like, I got, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Let me come up with some puns for you. And uh, there, you know, it's just like, that was, that was so fun. It, it was so much more fun than data entry, which is what I was doing all day. <laughs> Uh, so, but I'm always bringing that creativity into everything I do. So that was how, what led me to, to discover Lego Serious Play as a thing. That um, I was starting to look around at where are people playing at work? Because I feel like people can manage to play on their own m more often than not. <laughs> like mm -hmm. people know how to, you know, play baseball or tennis or go for a walk in the woods or play Scrabble or, you know, things that are f playful, fun, but people are not playing at work. So yeah. serious. Um, you have to be serious. You have to be serious. And obviously play is the opposite of seriousness. <laughs> so mm -hmm. when I discovered Lego serious play, it was, you can do serious work in a playful way and be more effective because it's playful and access different parts of your brain because you're being playful than you could otherwise. So we would make models in Lego to represent our ideas. And then we could hold that idea in the model rather than having to hold it in our head, which would mm. give us a chance to have more space in our own heads to listen when other people are talking. And it also let us listen with our eyes because we could look at their model. And it gave us something else to focus on, another way of understanding. Uh, so I just thought it was a really, really brilliant, but I had a little trouble turning it into a business for myself mm -hmm. because I would run into the people on the team would say, yes, I totally want some team building and some communi better communication with my teammates. But then the bosses would say, oh, play is the opposite of work. <laughs> we, mm -hmm. we don't do that around here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then how did that move forward? It didn't. Okay, so I didn't get the job. <laughs> you couldn't get them. You couldn't get them to. I couldn't to get think otherwise. No. Well, the problem was I never got a chance to talk to the bosses. The boss would get my business card, and that was it. Mm -hmm. So. It, yeah. it, it's so interesting because it is. It's that when you when you mentioned three D that that's your you know a way that you feel comfortable in expression. I went to school. My undergrad was in ceramics. Huh. So. Um, and being an art teacher for 30 years, you know, I, I teach in many different mediums, but I always found that 3D is, uh, kids, adults get so excited about it because it's easier to take your ideas, like you said, from your head to a material and see it in the round. Mm -hmm. It's much harder to do a two-dimensional to for people to get their idea across two-dimensionally. So um, three-dimensionally, they can do it with clay. They can, uh, you know, they can build a sculpture. They could, if they have an idea for a robot, they could build a robot, you know. Um, they can make a maze by making coils. Like there's so many ways to do it. So mm -hmm. people can be like, oh yeah, I see your idea instead of doing a flat drawing. With Legos, I mean, I would think that, my gosh, the kids would get so flippin' excited when on Fridays I would have Choice Friday. So we would break into um, set into tables into sections, and 
Legos were a choice when I felt like they could handle it. Um, <laughs> when, when cleanup went well and, and that kind of thing, but oh my gosh, the kids, of course, that were the most off task were the most on task because they could express three dimensionally. Mm-hmm. It was easy. They were telling such incredible stories in these spaces that I would think that, oh my gosh, that there'd be such, <laughs> there'd be a thriving business for you in there when you get to the right people. When you got to a, if you get to a boss that would really understand that, oh my gosh, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And it, it helps for adults who are not, don't, who don't feel creative right. to have pre-made pieces that they put together. Right. And there's already things that represent things in the Legos. There's minifigures and there's briefcases and there's dogs and there's, you know, there's things that windows and doors. So you don't have to try to figure out how to make everything from scratch like you would in clay. Exactly. It's telling, it gives you the tools to tell stories. Yeah. And it sparks, if you don't have a, if you don't have the story, then you create the story because it's hands, hands on manipulation. And apparently when you use your hands like that, it accesses parts of your brain that you don't usually get to when you're just talking or writing. It, there's something about manipulating in three dimensions and using both of your hands that uh, really like parts of your brain light up that don't light up when you're just thinking an idea or talking about an idea. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally see people's faces light up yeah, when they're too. working in three to like, they just get so excited that it's, and their body language, it just changes. They're not so restricted. Yeah. They're much more open because it's flowing, because they feel more confident, they feel more expressive. And it's fun. And it's fun. It just boils down to, it's fun, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. (laughs) So, okay, so I wanna ask, there's two things that I'm gonna dive into next, but first I'm gonna start off with um, creativity as a spiritual practice. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Okay. Uh, So, when the pandemic hit, I started something I'm, I call Creativity Club, which w- is a chance for some friends to get together uh, to play creativity games online on Zoom. Uh, and it was really, I really started it because I couldn't go see anybody and I missed my friends. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I started seeing some really common themes coming out of the the work that we are doing together, the play we are doing together, almost everybody at some point said some variation on, I don't like what I made, but I like what you made. (laughs) And uh, noticing how harsh we all are on ourselves and how much more forgiving we are of everybody else. Um, And how valuable that creative time was and how uh, light people felt from being creative and how it gives people a chance to express themselves in a way that we don't get to in other parts of our lives. Uh, and so I was trying to figure out, like, is there a business here? Is there a something else here? Is there a calling here? Like, what is it <laughs> exactly? And the first name that came up that I came up with was uh, creativity as a spiritual practice because it felt it felt like that was exactly what we were doing was there was something spiritual about uh connecting with our own inner muses our 
uh, spending time in that flow state, accessing something that's bigger than us. Like, I don't know where these ideas come from. <laughs> they, right, you know? right, right, right. But they're there and I get to express them. And then it's fascinating seeing how many different things other people come up with. When I start feeling like I there's nothing left to say, somebody else will come up with something totally different. And it's just amazing and fun and beautiful. Um, so uh, I started a Facebook group with that name, but decided to take the business in a slightly different direction. Okay. Um, because it felt like that's where I want people to get to is that feeling of uh, something spiritual and uh, bigger than themselves and beautiful and uh, human and uh, transcendent <laughs> about, yes. creati about creativity. But that's not a door that I think a lot of people will walk through mm -hmm. like because people don't know that they need it. Mm -hmm. Or if they <laughs> think they need it, they don't think they need it as badly as they need to earn money and pay the mortgage and, you know, drive their kids to school and, you know, the practical stuff of life. So I developed a program around procrastination, which includes a whole lot of creativity stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, it's, a, it's a thing that people struggle with in their day-to-day -day lives. It's a place where people disconnect from themselves. Um, it's a place where people don't listen to themselves in a way. And um, it felt like the kind of thing that people would recognize was a need that they would be willing to uh, commit resources to, whether it's money or time or energy to making a change in that. Yeah. Well, it's very concrete. So it's, I totally hear what you're saying. People can relate to the word procrastination. Mm -hmm. So often the word creativity, which is why I have this space in order to have these conversations to expand the definition and give people a deeper understanding to actually mm -hmm. have conversations on how people view it and how they incorporate it into their lives. They think of it as like lofty and, oh, that's cute. You know, oh, right. you get to do arts and crafts. Makes me crazy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> do you want to push a button? There we go. Yeah. But, um just because, and I think it's it's the it's the word cute. Um, that could be because I've always been small, and people are like, oh, you're really cute. I'm like, stop it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, it's, it's so it's just kind of making something lesser, not giving it enough credit for what it is. So yeah. the whole creativity, I think it's brilliant for you to come at it from that end because procrastination is a concrete thing that people can be like, Oh my God, I, I do that all of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can work in all of these other aspects, which is of creativity, which is balance, connection, permission, self-awareness, you know, all of these aspects, which allow us to be, be you know, um, expressive, connecting the dots humans. Exactly. So, and I really appreciate what you said too about that it's fascinating to see the connection when you're in the flow state that this is what I always love about just teaching and working with a group, working with a community is where you have an objective and everybody creates it in a different way using 
if it's with the same materials or if it's with different materials, it's people's different perspectives and takes on the objective. And that always lights me up. That's in the classroom, I'd be like, yes. When I'm working with clients or working in groups, I'm like, yes. It's so because like you said, I never would have thought of that. Never would have thought of what they came up with. It wasn't within my, my vision and it just blows me away every time. I know, me too. We do this, uh, uh, the activities we do on, on Zoom in Creativity Club are much more uh, language-based because it's on Zoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not all there playing with clay together, but it's, um, or we'll be drawing uh, on paper and then holding it up to the camera. But um, still, we, there's this one exercise where we'll draw a whole bunch of circles on a page and then fill in each circle with a different thing like this yeah fun and this one's a face and this one's a tennis ball mm. and this one's a clock and I will reach a point where I'm like there's nothing else there are no other things that go in circles mm-hmm. <laughs> right like I'm, I'm tapped out mm-hmm. and then we'll share and see what everybody else has done and there's only a minor amount of overlap and then everybody else has come up with totally different things it's like a bicycle wheels I never would have thought of that is that amazing? When you said tapped out, I just got a vision of a wrestler. Like, I'm tapped out. Like, <laughs> hitting their leg. Like, done. <laughs> I think of, like, bottom of the barrel, you know. <laughs> just down to the dregs. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's so true. I also did this one exercise, which um, I'd like to do again with a group. Um, I'm actually saying it out loud. It's making me think I'm going to do it with another group soon. Um uh, basically each, each person would have a sheet with a list of colors and there'd be crayons on the table. And as we went down the list, they could only start when, so I'd say, um, it would be tied with emotions. So if the motion was excited, so I'd say, okay, pick your color for excited. And then they pick it. I'd say, hold it up in the air. Okay. Color it in. And then, um, angry, you know, sad, whatever. And then, so as we went through this, it was just interesting to see how people's perceptions that there would be overlaps, like everybody thought like black was sad. Um, But in different cultures, it'd be interesting to see how that would be. Um, But then some kids took it and made like rainbows. Hmm. So instead of here, I was thinking pick a color, but then of course, leaving it open-ended People, you know, pick two colors. They made rainbows. They put, you know, shapes in there. Yeah. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's really cool. One of the exercises I've done on um, in Creativity Club is to choose a color and give it a personality. Mm-hmm. So Love that. Maybe, maybe yellow is a little girl who's out walking on a spring day and she has a balloon, but it flies away and it makes her sad, but the sun makes her happy. So it's okay. And wearing a little sundress and skipping down the road, you know, I, I just, people come up with some really fun, fun uh, descriptions of these personalities based on the, just, just from the color. I love that. And it's, we're actually using our imaginations Mm -hmm. and being silly and like allowing our brain to wander. Mm-hmm. And be in a state of flow and not judging and not stopping and being like, wait a minute, let me see what characteristics does yellow have? It's like you have two minutes. Exactly. 
just flow with it. And some people might freeze. It depends on the person because if people get time restraint, fear, they might be like, ah, I can't do it. But it's a matter of knowing who you're working with and kind of like easing them in, but allowing them to tap into their imagination. Yeah. And one of the things that I repeat over and over and over in Creativity Club is you can't do it wrong. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you wrote two words. Right, (laughs) right. It doesn't matter. The point is to be creative and to have fun and to play with it. So whatever you come up with is just fine. It doesn't have to look a certain way. Doesn't have to be. It's like you said in the um, at one point that whole comparison thing. Yeah, I like what they did better than mine. Yeah, giving yourself, giving yourself a little break. Yeah, yeah. Permission to be human. Permission to be human. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so before we go into the second question, I want to yes. dive a little bit more into the procrastination and the three aspects that you have. Um, perfectionism, resistance, and overwhelm. Yes. Yeah, let's dive into that a little more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so I was thinking about how to organize, I mean, because procrastination has so many different flavors and colors and, and permutations. And and when I was I was this just felt like a the three major buckets that I could put all the things into that most things would fit into one or more of these these buckets so that's what I where how I've organized them um, but all three have emotional underpinnings that are what really need to be addressed before you can move forward in fact I like to think about procrastination as your brain trying to communicate with you <laughs> like mm. there's something wrong stop and think about this <laughs> like what is the thing that's getting in the way and it's more often than not it is something emotional mm. uh it and the emotions are not always based in reality a lot of them are based in the stories that we have in our in our brains about how things ought to go um But the, none of them are going to shift until we spend some time like paying attention. Oh, I don't want to make this call because I'm feeling guilty. I don't want to make this call because I feel uh, like I never give enough in this relationship and I'm always getting and now I'm asking to get again and this doesn't feel comfortable to me. Whatever it is, you know, it's um, there's an emotional pull yeah. that is making it hard to make that call. And it's not going to get any easier to make that call by beating yourself up and telling yourself you shouldn't, (laughs) you you shouldn't feel this way. It's like, it's okay. This is how you feel. This is how your brain's working. Great. So let's look at that. And then that'll make some more space for you to be able to, to do what you need to do. So, yeah, so I see perfectionism showing up all the time. Either people can't start in, until they get another degree or two or three, or they can't finish <laughs> because it's not perfect yet. Yes. Or they'll move the goalposts. Yes. <laughs> or with resistance, it can sometimes be, um, you can't make me. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> but other times it can be, I don't want to feel the feeling that comes up when I think about that. And so I don't even want to think about it because I want to avoid that feeling. I think we do this around taxes. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yes. I, I feel uh, frustrated that I didn't earn as much as I wanted to. And I feel resentful that I have to spend this time working on it. And I feel embarrassed that I don't do better job organizing my receipts. And I feel, <laughs> you know, it's are like, you, are you in my head? <laughs> right. I mean, this is universal. And, <laughs> yes. and there's all these feelings that are tied up with it. And how do you navigate all of that stuff to get to the point where you can actually work on them? There's a lot of resistance that's based around just wanting to avoid these, these bad feelings. And overwhelm is partly overwhelm around the bad feelings. <laughs> like, this yeah. feels so bad that I can't even look at it. it. I'm just overwhelmed by that. And other times it's overwhelmed by because I have too much to do, which is, you know, there's a certain amount of logistical stuff that you can do around that. Uh, but it... Uh, some of it is still going to come back to the emotional underpinnings. Yeah. So important what you're doing and how you're approaching it, because yes, it's, it's that whole thing of uh, getting to the core of the issue mm -hmm. and uh, not just skirting over it. Right. Because so we just, we just kind of tend to be like, Oh, I'll just, I mean, there's certain things you can power through and you can power through for a certain amount of time. But it's you, it's really hard to power through your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your quote. I have to really hard <laughs> to power through your whole life. There we go. I got it. I wrote down a lot of things, but there we go. Your whole life. It is. Yeah. Because if you don't stop and actually deal with things, deal with your emotions, deal with your stories, then you're going to you're not being authentic. You're going to be, yeah. And so uh, often, so many yeah. conflicts and so many fears are based on these stories that aren't even true. Yeah. You know, I'm afraid that if I do this thing badly, then I'm going to get fired, that everyone will hate me, that I'm going to die alone and hungry and mauled by bears. <laughs> and, and, you know, there is a evolutionary... <laughs> core to this fear that as we rely on each other to survive and if we disappoint other people if we are do things that are outside the norm too much there is this fear that we're going to have this um we're going to be kicked out and have to try to navigate this all by ourselves and then we can't and we're gonna die mm. so there's something like really primal about this yeah you're right and at the same time, we take it to the way too extreme. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, your boss isn't going to make you die if you don't do this perfectly. They don't actually expect you to do it perfectly <laughs> because yeah. nobody is perfect. It's so interesting how we do it, right? It's, it's, yeah. I was just talking, I mean, I've talked about this multiple times, but in conversation, it came up yesterday where... I was saying how I'll have this whole story in my head and I'm just pissed about whatever it is. And I'm just, and then when I sit down with the person, I'm like, we have to talk about this. And then I start saying it. I'm like, that does not sound very important. Like, <laughs> in my head, I just built it up to be this huge thing. And then when I actually express it, I'm like, what is my problem? That is not such a big deal. Um, and, and especially listening to the other person when you actually are having that communication and you're looking eye to eye 
But that's the beauty of it, I think, is when you are looking at that person and you're expressing and saying, this is my concern, da 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 and then they come back with their response and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so often, like, we, whatever miscommunication is happening is happening because of like assumptions that you don't even know you're making until they run up against somebody else's assumptions that they don't even know that they're making. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh my god. And gosh. it's really easy to assume malice on the other person's part when it isn't. It, it's yeah. just, you know, they're coming from a different place. They don't see it the same way. It's not that they don't like you and want to make life hard for you. Perspectives. Okay, so let's dive into hearing a little bit more about how you incorporate um, some more creativity into your own life. How do you do that? Well, Creativity Club is for the last couple years has been every week, and it's so much fun. I get to play with people. I've I've opened it up to the public. People can come in. It's drop in and free. Come on by any Thursday afternoon. It's four to five Pacific. so that's one way that I uh, that I play, but it's not the only only way. It's just sort of a one structured way that I know I get to have that playtime every every week. Um, I use creativity as a way to process really big feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was turning fifty, I know I had had a hard time turning forty, <laughs> and I was worried about turning fifty. I was worried that it was not going to be pretty, like it wasn't pretty in, at 40. <laughs> so uh, I spent some time working, like, doing some crafting to process the feelings around turning 50. And um, I decided to make a tree with each leaf saying some positive quality of, of mine. And Ooh, and I, I put a different color uh, embroidery floss around the edge of each leaf that I wrote the positive quality on. And then I put each one on a stem and wrapped all the stems up together to make them into a, a, a tree. Uh, and it, but it, it gave me time and space to process the feeling while creating something beautiful and appreciating these positive qualities about myself, which are easy to overlook because I'm too busy saying, well, I did this wrong and I did that wrong. And if only I was faster at this or better than that, you know, like all the negative stuff. Right. So it gave me time to really like focus in on these positive things. And it was, and then when I turned 50, it was a breeze. It was not a problem at all. I love that. That is such a great, wow. It's just, it's it's a beautiful end product that you're working towards. And then being just part of that process, really giving yourself the time and acknowledging things about yourself and using your hands, using your hands to process. So, so, so beneficial. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. When our cat died, I did a a, a empty space of a cat with words on the outside and then this empty space on the inside that was cat-shaped. And uh, I had some whiskers of hers that had were on the floor somewhere because <laughs> I hadn't vacuumed recently and I glued those in to the whisk, the space where the cat would have whiskers if it were a cat space. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was a way to, another way of 
mourning with my hands and remembering the th parts about her that I, you know, I'm going to miss and allowing myself to be sad and, and having a, 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 a container for that. Yeah. Well, I just like how you keep coming back to there's so much in what you do and within your business and then for yourself that has to do with the emotional aspect of things. Mm -hmm. I have to say it's not all emotional. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think I, it's just creating, I think what I meant by that is just creating the space for it. Yeah. That, that it can be, that's what I meant. It can be. It, yeah. and, and I absolutely value that aspect of creativity that it allows for this, the emotional, emotional space. Uh, but I also do things like I hack my clothes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, um, when my jeans got stained, I decided I would draw on them. I figured the worst it would happen, it would be they'd more stained and then I would throw them out. <laughs> but I ended up like they're my favorite pair of jeans because they've got all these flowers dr drawn all over them. Mm -hmm. um, I had a pair, I had a, a blouse that was too big because I had lost some weight. And I'm like, I, I love the blouse. I wouldn't want to keep wearing it. How do I, what do I do? And so I sewed laces into the back of it so I could tie it. Ooh, tighter. <laughs> love it. so it looks almost like a corset in the back mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah just like how can I like I this is what I want I want to keep wearing this this shirt how can I make that happen and then getting to play and seeing what happens and if the worst that happens is that I ruin the shirt. Well, I wasn't wearing it anyway because it was two sizes too big right, <laughs> but right. it is there's no downside to playing with it Right. Oh my God. The word play and then finishing this sentence, how can I blank? That's yeah. just, it just allows you to open. In this case, it's not, it's not focusing on the solution per se, even though it's just kind of a different way of looking at things because it's opening up for play. It's like the problem solving aspect of, yeah. of things, which is really fun. One of the things that I think is so important about being creative is that it opens up more possibilities. Yeah. It just opens up more of that. How could I, what happens if, and I think that's like the opposite of the perfectionism, yeah. right? Like perfectionism it, is it has to be perfect before I can even start. Yeah. And with creativity, it's like, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but what happens if I try this? How could I try How could I get it to look like that? What could I, what, how could I approach it with this in mind? And it just opens up more and more and more possibilities rather than trying to narrow it down into something that is absolutely perfect, which can't happen anyway. Well, it's interesting because I, at this point I'm making um, kind of a series of one way signs. Hmm. And I went to a, a store that's like a, um, they just have like a ton of different things. And I saw these shingles. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with these, but I don't know. I'm going to get 20 of them. And Oh my God, my house is full of stuff like that. <laughs> it's, I'm not sure, but I'm going to do something with them. It's a, That's what annoys my family. They're, they try and sneak things to throw them away. I'm like, don't you dare. I'm going to do something with it. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. But uh, I was when I was looking through old sketchbooks, I'm like, I've always really loved signs when I... I going through Europe. I was just always have tons of pictures of street signs um, in the States, just signs. So I just kind of picked one way signs and I just kind of started playing with them. And first they kind of started off very um, regular. They mm -hmm. kind of looked like a one way sign per se. I was like using paint 
And then I started collaging and then they kind of became more abstract. And, you know, I bring it up because I just did one where I took the, you know, when you buy avocados, that those bags with the mesh, uh-huh. I have like a million of those mesh bags because I don't want to <laughs> soil the earth with them. I'm like, I'm going to do something with them. So I'm, I wrap the wood with it and I'm embroidering it and putting sequins on it. Oh, and cool. I kind of finished this first aspect of it, but it's not done yet. Uh-huh. And now I'm, I'm looking at it and I show my husband and he's like, okay, you know, it's, I said, I have no idea what's next. It's not done yet, but I'm going to stare at it and just grab some materials and dive in and figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. See where it leads. Exactly. And so. give yourself enough space that you don't have to decide instantly. So if so, so you can allow something to come to you, but also you can just start taking different pieces and putting them next to each other. And then does this fit? Connecting more dots. Connect the dots. Think of all the dots and ping-ponging around. So um, I, my husband and I are really big fans of Halloween and uh, <laughs> we dress up a lot, but you know how hard it is to come up with a costume when you have no guideline, like you could do anything? that's are you one of these couples that plans the year before of what you're going to be for next year no uh, okay but only because we go to uh themed halloween parties and we can't come up with our costume until we know what the theme is going to be ah okay okay <laughs> but no but my, my point of, of this is that uh it can be really hard to create from nothing yeah yeah uh and it's much easier to create within limits or by taking these different dots and, and seeing how you can put them together. So, you know, when I was like, I could be anything, well, maybe I'll be a witch. <laughs> like, I can't think of anything. But then when the theme was deities and demigods, I said, I'm going to be the parking goddess. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, um, uh, heroes and heroines. I want to be Xerox Xena, copy your princess. <laughs> and I made the whole outfit out of office supplies I love and it. um there was a spaceport bar and grill i'm like i'm gonna be obgyn kenobi <laughs> and you know it's like i wouldn't have come up with these ideas if yeah. i was just working in a vacuum it's right. by taking these these other dots and saying okay this is the these are the pieces that we have to work with now how do you can you be creative around this yeah like that was what gave me these these ideas yeah, 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 yeah. I totally agree. And that's what I'd found like through trial and error that I think sometimes there's a, there's a time and a place like sometimes, and it depends on the person. Some people really work well where you're like, I guess there's enough structure where you're like, here's some materials, create something with it. Mm-hmm. Some people, that's their happy place. They're like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to come up with something and they're good with that. Yep. Other people get really angry and annoyed <laughs> and fights break out and materials are applied <laughs> because they're like, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. So, because like you said, there's not enough structure uh, within that. So I, I learned a balancing act to be like, okay, here's the objective or here's, you know, the, the kind of what we're working towards per se but there's so much open-endedness. There can be a lot of open-endedness in it. So some mm-hmm. people really follow the rules and kind of stay within that and they're happy with that. And others go off into 
some other place where you're like, wow, never saw that coming. Yeah. And sometimes that you end up with some amazing things that way. Like yes. people who uh, don't, uh, if I d don't explain something clearly in creativity club and they start doing it differently than I was expecting, I've come up with some new games that way. I've come up with some new uh, directions to take things that, that way. Like it can open up new possibilities when you don't feel like it has to be done my way. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's really releasing that, um, releasing that control. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay. So as we're getting to the top of the hour, the third question, which kind of wraps it all up and puts a little bow on everything, which is why do you think creativity is important? And in a way, I feel like this whole hour has been about nothing else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I, when I work with clients around perfectionism, I, it's like I assign them creativity. <laughs> I, I, it's like try on this what happens if mentality rather than the I have to be perfect before I can start mentality. Like, it just opens up more possibility. It allows more flow. It allows more space inside ourselves. It allows us to be more of who we are and to show up with more courage. Um, I feel like uh, I've had clients who, be, uh, you know, were, would be very like controlling about whatever situation would come up when they would they be get get stressed out and they started being much more all right, let's go with the flow and see what happens after being creative with me for a little while. And people who wouldn't show up on camera are now showing up on camera and just showing up more brightly. And uh, I've had clients say that they feel like they um, have more permission to be themselves and to be funny and bright. And oh, they laugh at work more often. And they're just, it, it's just... It, it helps everything. <laughs> oh my gosh, everybody, we can't say it enough. I love how you said so many of the things that you just said. It opens up more possibility. It allows people to show up with more courage. If they're controlling and stressed out, then it's a matter of just spending some time with you and then going with the flow. And they can show up like with light more brightly. Yeah. What's bad about that? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> because creativity is life. It is our it is. whole essence. Absolutely. When we feel restricted, when we repress and don't express, we don't feel good. We feel lots of things that are not good emotions. We do. We do. And, you know, I don't want anyone to feel bad for no, if no, they find no, themselves no. in that space because there is, as I said before, like it's really like uh, in, uh, biologically based <laughs> right. exactly. visceral fear of being rejected by other people. So there is, you know, nothing wrong with having that fear. Um, but I see it hold people back so much. And once they, people are able to start expressing themselves a little bit more and they discover that nobody gets mad at them mm -hmm. <laughs> and that it's safe to do it, they just bloom. 
Yes. Yes. Thank you for saying that. No, this is, of course is not to make anybody feel bad. It's, it's being said from my aspect of things within, um, to create awareness. Yes. And like you said, it's, it's opening people up and giving people the steps that they need, the baby steps. And if you're like, yes, that's true. That really affects me in that way. Then it's taking the baby steps in order to allow yourself to express more, to bring more joy into your life and how that looks. And actually, this is a perfect segue in because Tali, you are the one to talk to on this. So Talia, how can people find you? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I have a, um, let's see, I have a webpage that I would really like to upgrade, but uh, creating webpages is not my zone of genius. <laughs> so <laughs> it is subscribepage.com slash Talia. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also at Talia Dasho Coaching on Facebook, and I also have the Creativity as a Spiritual Practice Facebook group, which is really focused on playing games and um, captioning, giving pictures funny captions and making poetry together and just playing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also on LinkedIn under Talia Dasho. Great. And uh, yeah, you can, the, the I, subscribepage.com slash Talia definitely has uh, a way to get on my mailing list to learn more about what I'm up to and a way to connect with uh, Creativity Club if people want to join in on that at any point. And I also usually post that on my Facebook and LinkedIn every so often as well. So you can get the links there. Wonderful. So many ways to connect with Talia and I really appreciate you hanging out with me for this, this hour. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> Talking, having conversations, expanding our worlds. Yeah. That's all good this, stuff. This is all, all that it's about. So yes. this space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories and connections. So please like, follow, share. I believe we've always needed this, but I think we need it now more than ever to lift each other up and just make each other feel good, expand each other's world. So um, this podcast can be found on any place that you listen to podcasts and we appreciate your support. So we wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, wherever you are in this world and look forward to chatting soon. So goodbye, everybody feeling inspired? There are so many ways to do things for you, to get yourself moving, to get your creative juices flowing, and to have fun. Check out I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing. Go to IamCreativePhilly.com. I Am Creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And check out the experiential kits. Check out Creative Shui which is all about creative inspiration and guidance. And for Express Yourself Publishing, there's so many multi-author book opportunities. So I would love to chat with you so much. Everybody has, everybody's creative. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has an expression. And I can't wait to meet you. Thank you so much for taking this hour to listen to our stories and share the energy. And I wish you a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in this world. Bye, everybody.